You're listening to the Clutter Fairy Weekly, a weekly webcast and podcast brought to you by the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. If you'd like to participate in one of our live webcasts, please visit cfhou.com slash weekly. You'll find a calendar of upcoming webcasts, as well as instructions for joining the Zoom meeting via the app or by phone. We'd love to see you. That URL again is cfhou.com slash weekly. Now here's the weekly episode. Enjoy. Hi, Clutter Fairy fans. This is the Clutter Fairy Weekly for August 8th, 2023. I'm your co-host, Ed Gumnick, and I'm speaking with Gail Goddard, certified professional organizer and owner of the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. Hi, everybody. The Clutter Fairy Weekly is the webcast and podcast that digs deep into the clutter that piles up between you and the life that you want to be living. We explore the habits and behaviors that lead to clutter, and we suggest strategies to slow the accumulation, reduce the collection, and comfortably manage the stuff we decide to keep. If you're new to our Zoom meeting, we want to let you know that you can share your comments and questions via the chat feature, and I'll try to make sure Gail gets them before before we move on to another topic. You can also use the raise hand feature if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment yourself via audio or video. We're also streaming the webcast live on Facebook, so you can share your questions and comments there, and I'll relay them to Gail. We're going to start by recapping last week's weekly tittle, which was called Make Your Home a Little Safer. The assignment was to focus on clutter dangers in your home, then take an action to improve some of those issues. We'd love to hear from our participants in Zoom and and live on Facebook who eliminated a clutter danger this week. Please let us know in the comments. Your Sandra sent us this a tittle report by way of the Clutter Fairy website. Sandra says, for once I completed a tittle. I, fi- <laughs> <laughs> I finally bought three motion activated nightlights for our staircase. It's just been renovated to beautiful but very slippery hardwood. I realized how much we needed those lights the very minute I plugged them in. I also want to point out that instead of a fire extinguisher, it is also possible to buy fire blankets. Hopefully I'll never find out, but those specialized blankets seem to take away all the uncertainty about being able to use a fire extinguisher correctly or maintaining it throughout the years. Thanks, Sandra, for reporting on your title success. That was wonderful to hear. Um, It's a great idea to add the lights to the newly renovated staircase. You definitely want to be able to see well as you descend a slippery staircase. Also, uh, thanks for the tip on the fire blanket. I love the idea of something that doesn't need instructions or recharging to be able to use. It's a permanent solution that I had never heard of before. So I'm going to research finding one right away. I think it's a really fabulous idea. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that either, but it sounds like right, a, it was a, a great thought because... right. Um, I guess you just throw the blanket on whatever fire is and smother it and how great. Right. Like, Yeah, we'll have to look into that and see if there are any limitations or... Mm. or situations for which to not recommend or anything like that but yeah yeah but that would be interesting to know what a great idea right um let's see we have some reports ellen says tired spent five hours decluttering with my daughter-in-law yesterday Woohoo! that's <laughs> a full to, day and have to do a 1 a.m airport pickup tonight oh that's never fun oh i think you need to take a nap today before you go to the airport <laughs> Fee says, I moved two bags off the kitchen floor into a kitchen cupboard, but realized I need to make more space in that cupboard. Yes, I'm sure that um, they were on the floor because it was probably hard to get them in there. So good for you that you did the work to try and get them in there. And now they're just uh, crowded. And so your next next project is, you know, to thin out the contents of those cupboards. But at least the stuff isn't on the floor. And I'm very... Congratulations. I'm very proud. It's a good thing to do. M reports, I worked on the hallway that leads to the furnace room where the fire extinguisher is oh. and made a lot, lot of progress. Previously, I had to walk sideways in it. Ooh, we do not want to be walking sideways when there's a fire. So that was right. an excellent pick of something to clear and good for you. You've already, you got started on it. And, and let me just encourage you to keep going until it's 100% clear so that when you need that fire extinguisher, you can run like blazes down that hall without um, being uh, uh, tripped or you know finding any kind of thing in your way. So good job. That was a good one to tackle. Connie says, I went to look for a rechargeable light to use as needed at night on the way to Lou. Excellent. That's a good Um, thing to have. Ellen also reported, I took the donation mountain 
uh, in, my car is full again. I need to drop it off before I make my airport run. Hey, good job. And see, now you have a, a deadline and an incentive. <laughs> the person can't get in the car with their luggage until you, until you go to the drop-off location. So good job. You created an outward pressure to help you get that errand done. That's excellent. Lots of great tittle reports coming yeah, in today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the donation mountain. That's wonderful. <laughs> Amanda says, I dumped very expired canned food and old cleaning products we no longer use. Excellent. The, shelf, the shelves got a well-deserved wipe down, and now we have space for the items we use regularly. Doesn't that feel so much better? Don't you feel like, oh, whoosh, now there's air in here? That's awesome. I love that. Jane reports, empty boxes continue being recycled from the garage. Empty boxes are a fire hazard and invite bugs and vermin. A hundred percent. sure do. A hundred percent. One time I did a... um a garage where they had been one of the parking areas for a car in a two-car garage. They just made it their uh, mound of empty boxes. And uh, they were, they had finally arrived at, we're selling and we're leaving the state, you know, they were moving away. And so we had to unpack that garage. And um, I started peeling stuff off the top and I got down to like the bottom third of the stack and it was, basically composted down there (laughs) it had been there so long it had turned into compost and it was clearly a mouse house like there it had been the winter home for little mice to come and hang out in someplace warm while the while over over the winter and they had not noticed it because they just kept adding to the pile they weren't doing anything about the pile and so yeah we just we just lodged a, a collection of uh uh, mice for <laughs> for cleaning out that collection they it was will, they'll find somewhere else to live it's right okay. right i'm sure they would uh, but it was it was gnarly and it was amazing that it was sort of like damp and decomposed and compacted at the bottom of the pile so yikes yeah um catherine uh took the tittle out into the world she says linoleum rolling in basement of church tripping on it brought to attention to others it's now gone Oh, very good. <laughs> Look at you, preventing a tripping hazard at the church. That's excellent. Dorothy uh, says, I cleared a large amount of boxes in the hallway. Now we don't knock them as we walk by. Oh, isn't that like, who wants to get bruised by boxes in the hallway? That's <laughs> just the worst, right? So good job. Y'all are doing great. Um, Rowan says, moved four solid oak doors out of the hallway. Four doors. Man, that must have taken up a lot of space in the hall. That's a great thing to get out of the hallway. And especially if you like accidentally bump them and then they would fall over on top of you and it would be super painful. So that was a wonderful one to clear out of the house. Good job. Um, Mavis commented on fire blankets. She said fire blankets are for the kitchen, Mm. fat fires, et cetera. You know, I sort of I sort of had that in my in my head that we were talking about kitchen specifically. Like I mean, that's, flame, yeah. that's usually where you keep a fire extinguisher, but mm-hmm. there maybe specifically for that type of fire. Right. Um, and uh, and the oil and the, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff that's involved. Yeah, that's great. I really want to check that out because I like the idea of, you know, you just throw it. You don't have to pull any triggers. You don't have to move pins. You don't have to make sure it's charged like it's 100 percent grab and go immediately. And I like that. Ginger said they've been advertising fire blankets heavily on, on Facebook and YouTube, Mm. which I would know if I ever actually spent any time on Facebook or YouTube. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen one. So we'll have to see if now we've talked about it, if my iPhone hears it and start showing me fire blanket ads. Yeah. Undoubtedly (laughs) you'll get buried in fire blanket ads. (laughs) Right. It's true. On the safety issue, Deborah added carbon monoxide detectors are also a good idea in homes. Oh, that's that is true. very true. Yeah. hundred percent. Mavis says unpack some dishes from its medium term box and into its permanent home. Oh, that's good. That's got to feel like a job complete. That's wonderful. Linda says, well, I didn't do it this week, but in response to a prior Clutter Fairy safety pep talk, I decided to retire from decorative candles. I've reached oh. an age where it'd be, it would be very easy to wander off and leave a candle lit. So I decided to remove that entire category as I downsized. I haven't missed them at all, but I did keep a small supply for use in emergency. 
right? You know, occasionally the power goes out and you need candles to, to deal with it until the power comes back on. So in a, in a storm, you might need a candle, but you know, great job for recognizing, yeah, yeah, I would light it. And then maybe I'm going to leave the house. I will have forgotten. And so many a house has burnt down from that exact scenario. And so good job that you figured it out and let it go. Catherine reports flipped fire extinguisher. So it works as instructed to do monthly. Someone asked for clarification. She says rotated. Yeah, of course, you know, you read the instructions on your fire extinguisher because yeah, yeah, those are the ones you need to follow about about what it what it requires by way of maintenance, yeah, or replacement. Oh, Mar. Oh, yeah, Marsh did empty boxes and found a shedded snake skin. Oh she, no! Yeah. Oh, we do not want to know that. And she shared a she shared Ooh. a photo, and um, I was tempted to share it but i thought that that might be a trigger for for some people some people might not need to see just hearing the words snake skin might be enough for everybody and so i'm going to leave it at that well and i guess i have to say better the skin than the snake right hopefully the snake shed his skin and moved along somewhere else but that's what you know uh, cardboard boxes are insulation like anybody that wants to stay warm is going to hang out in a cardboard box so that includes the local snake population ew so glad he wasn't there to greet you <laughs> good job getting the cardboard out so he won't come back <laughs> lisa beth says i moved the mountain of doom in the garage to recycling Ooh, the mountain of doom is gone Did- did, did, did someone tell us doom was an acronym yes someone did tell I, us it I was an acronym is, someone will have to tell us again what yeah remind doom, us what doom stands for we need to doom, write that one down yeah let me just make a note here <laughs> i really this is a this is i'm going off topic a little bit i've had the idea of trying to collect all the different acronyms that people have mentioned to us i don't know if that would make a whole show but maybe we need to put out i need to put out a survey that is tell us your favorite decluttering acronym organizing or, acronym initi- or initialism or or label maybe we could mix it with sayings right 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 i like it let's do that <laughs> i All think right. that'd be funny <laughs> it would okay. be entertaining i think we should probably move on to our main topic or we're going to start getting um pushback about how long it takes us to get to our main topic. i know right <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on people we do the tittle every week don't be surprised right and here we go okay the the two statements we hear most from people who are struggling with clutter are i don't know where to start and i don't know what to do next so today we've put together a list of fresh ideas or maybe they'll be fresh for you they're they're you know there's nothing new under the sun but these are ideas we haven't talked about at great length before for where to start or restart your decluttering efforts Today, we're going to offer a few simple criteria for assessing your stuff and suggest some easy starting places to thin the herd. So today is going to be a list making day. We're going to make two lists, one of basic parameters to filter your piles of stuff and one for types of clutter you can choose to work on first in order to get started on your project. Hopefully armed with these two lists, you can dive in somewhere on your project and get in motion again. Uh, Motion always encourages further action. So aim to get in motion and see how far you can get. List number one is general criteria for assessing your stuff. Keep these parameters in mind as you try to evaluate any collection or pile of stuff. It's probably time to thin the herd. And my, you know, Texas saying (laughs) it's time to thin the herd if the item no longer gets used. If it's dead weight where it is, it can move along. It's probably time to send the herd if the item always gets passed over for your favorites. If you already have favorites that you like better, you're never going to choose the one again that keeps getting passed over. So you might as well send it along. Whenever you used it, however it came into your life, you have a new favorite. And alas, the old one needs to be given away to someone else. You know, one specific application of that idea that I I thought of is whenever it's urgent laundry time and the closet is down to like three t-shirts or or whatever. Right. And I feel, 
and I look at those three t-shirts and then I think, well, let me go see if there's a basket of clean stuff I can take something out of. That should be a clue. <laughs> You're never wearing those t-shirts. I'm never wearing those <laughs> shirts again. If you bypass them in an emergency and go for something else. Yeah, 100%. maybe that's a category of its own. Things that are hanging in the closet and you skip over them and go look for the clean laundry basket instead. <laughs> right. That's a perfect description. If you walk up to it and go, no, and go back and looking for the laundry again. Yeah, it's time to let those go. You're never going to pick them. Okay, it's time to thin the herd if the item is broken, worn, damaged, deteriorating, leaking, stretched out, et cetera, et cetera. Generally, anything that's no longer intact is not going to get used ever. And you should just surrender to that truth. <laughs> it may still have some use, but if it starts to look in some way broken or deteriorated, then uh, we as American consumers, I'll just tell you that we have to claim that one. Um, if it doesn't look right, if it doesn't, we won't keep using it. It doesn't matter whether it can still be used. If it doesn't look right, we drop that ball like a hot potato. So you might as well let it go. Go put it somewhere. Get rid of it. It's time to let it go. And when your husband or wife or partner or roommate or whoever says, no, no, I'm going to fix that, then pin them down and say, when are you going to fix it? When? I would like, I would like, I would like a completion date, please. I need a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, you know, you can let the timeline go by. And then when they still fail to <laughs> work on it, then you can say, okay, you had a timeline, you did not complete it. And now you have surrendered your ability to reclaim it and it needs to go. You can just give them one chance to fix it. And then when the time goes by undone, because, you know, it's been sitting there all this time, not getting done. And, you know, if the attention to it is what inspires it to get done, then more, more is the better and you get the win and it's not a problem anymore. And if, you know, what typically happens is you set a deadline and the deadline goes by again because no one really ever wants to actually do the work to fix it, then, you know, then you have an excuse to uh, let it go without set it guilt, set it free and leave it alone. Um, it might be time to thin the herd if the item is expired or mostly used up. So in that category, I'm thinking of uh, batteries, makeup, toiletries, things like that. Um, again, especially if you've already got replacements that are waiting to be used. And you know you do. <laughs> you've got backups for the backups right now waiting in the cabinet. So you uh, you need to look at those things where you have a long pile of replacements. And if it's even remotely used up or expired, time to let it go rotate some of the replacements in it's time to bring in the second string it might be time to thin the herd if the item is a redundant option for something better again you'll always pick the something better so send the extra one off to a person that has no options right now and use the better one like you've been doing um one thing that comes to mind for me is uh, um, vacuum cleaners i often find that people upgrade their vacuum cleaners and so they're using a new one that they really like and they can't justify themselves letting go of the old one. It's like, well, you bought a new one for a reason because you wanted a different functionality. You wanted a newer capacity. You wanted it to be in better shape. You wanted it to be cleaner, whatever reason you spent the money to buy it, which tells me that you are now going to use the one that you spent the money on and you're not going to use the one that's been hanging out. So you might as well let that one go. <laughs> But people, there's something about vacuum cleaners that like people think they should just stay forever. Like surely if one vacuum cleaner is enough, two is better. It's like, yeah, no, not really. It just needs to go. Just needs to go. It might be time to thin the herd if the item is an accessory for something that you no longer have. So in that category, I'm thinking of cords or power supplies for old electronic devices. Um, there is just a mountain of cords sitting around everywhere. And yes, it's a waste. But there's no point in keeping a cord for items that you don't have. And hopefully they'll come up with a better way to recycle that stuff. Like they'll figure out some way for us to take these cords and, and you know, reclaim them, whatever they're going to do with them. But right now, um, there isn't a solution like that, really. And it's just junk in your house. So, yeah, time to like let those accessories go away. Don't need to keep cords for things you don't have. And truthfully, you don't need to keep all the cords that came with the stuff that you have, that you do have because you're probably not like if it's set up already and working, 
then all the extra cords they gave you are for you to do other things or attach other stuff that you're not going to do. And so time to move those things on. And nobody needs them because they all have the same pile of uh, cords, just like you. <laughs> There's no one that doesn't have excess cords in their house right now. So I dare you to find that person to give your cords to. So that's another one. We've got to accept the reality. There's cords everywhere. There's no way to recycle them really that's, that is any good. And it's just making your life a misery to have a big old pile of cords everywhere. So it might be time to thin the herd if the item serves an unknown purpose or function. So in that category, I'm thinking of hardware or obscure office supplies. You really don't need to figure out what it's for. If you don't know what it's for, let it go on to someone else that knows what it is. You you don't have to be the keeper. Uh, you don't have to do the investigation or the research to find out what is this thing really? I often ask um, clients, so do you know what this is? And they will immediately say, if they have any clue, they'll go, oh yeah, yeah, that's for fill in the blank. Like they recognize it. If I don't recognize it, but they recognize it, fine, it can stay. But a lot of times I'll show somebody and they'll be like, huh, I don't know what that is. Then what? Well, you don't need it. <laughs> it doesn't need to stay. If, no, if neither you nor I has a clue what it's for, then it probably um, is not serving a purpose in your life and it can move along. So here's the last one. The last thing that you might need to thin the herd for. The item was someone else's choice for you. So in this category, I'm talking about gifts you've received, greeting cards you've received, um, relics of past relationships, uh, things that you collected fit together, for instance, anything that was really somebody else choosing on your behalf what the item is for, uh, what the item is to give you. And that is, it's an area that we know people love to give us gifts and we, and they want to be giving gifts well, but sometimes they just miss the mark. And so you can choose to let those things that don't quite make your standard, don't quite meet your interests or not, they don't work for you in some way. You can choose to let those things go to someone else. And you don't really have to advertise that you did. You can just quietly send them along. Um, you know, there is a mother-in-law exception, I think, if there's people in your life that check on those things and ask you about them, um, then instead of letting them go out of the house, you may want to put them in uh, a box in, in the closet so that you can say, oh, yes, I rotate those out or, oh, that's going to come out in the fall or something like that. You may want to cover yourself that way, but generally if somebody gave you a gift and you thank them properly and you have decided that it doesn't work for you for whatever reason, send those on to someone else and, you know, just do it quietly and, and let it be released. Paula says, my brother complained that I'm hard to choose gifts for. So he gave me a gift card instead. I took it as a great compliment. <laughs> and you got a gift card and then you got to go and gift yourself something um, that you really like. And, and I will say that when somebody gives you a gift card, it would be a great courtesy that when you use the gift card, that you send them a text message or send them a photo and say, here's what I did with the gift card, you know, just to circle back and go, yes, thank you. And the gift card was useful. And this is how I used it. And it, it's a way to make them feel like their gift card turned into something that you liked. And of course, if you picked it, then, then you liked it because you picked it. And now they have a better idea of, you know, what kinds of things you might like. So it's a good way to demonstrate for people what kinds of things you would gift for yourself by telling them what you did with the gift card when it happened. So just a thought. Okay. Are we okay to shift to the next gear? Yes, please. Okay, so I wanted to insert a get started method that was offered to us by a channel watcher. We had a longtime watcher of the channel contact us with her specific method of deciding where to start and what her next step is that she's developed after listening to us for a while. Um, thank you to Christine M for sharing it. And here's what she does to get restarted again. This, I'm quoting her now. I think one easy place to start all over again might be at the bottom. By the bottom, I mean the floors. Gail taught me floors first, and that has helped tremendously. <clears throat> 
Gail's Floor's first concept started me thinking visually about decluttering. Now I think of decluttering visually as a triangle. The long bottom line of my decluttering triangle are the floors, of course, since the floors are literally at the bottom of the room. Very smart. The middle area of my visual decluttering triangle represent the flat surfaces that are located also literally in the middle areas of each room, like clearing off the surfaces of tables, desks, kitchen counters, beds, and even things dumped onto a chair. The smaller top of the triangle are the inside of closets or cupboards, all those smaller areas. A triangle shape is iconic, universal, and timeless, and visualizing the triangle shape in my mind literally points me the right direction about what to declutter and organize next. Floors first, then the flat surfaces, last the smaller areas. Thanks to Gail and Ed for inspiring us all to discover a method to organize that individually works best. I love the visual of a triangle shape and following its lines to tell you where to work next. That was really clever, Christine. It was very, very unique uh, approach. If this method speaks to you, I urge you to give it a try. I'm sure Christy won't mind if you poach her method. Um, but it, I like that because she thinks she's seeing it as a visual in her mind to help her remember what comes next. And so you start at the bottom of the triangle, work your way up and really like that idea. And her technique leads us to list number two. In order to choose a decluttering project, starting uh, a place to start your decluttering project, we've got some specific item suggestions in no particular order that you can randomly work on. <clears throat> Any one of these will get something done and help you wade into your project feet first. So first, the category we always suggest as a starting point is the trash. I'm amazed at how much regular trash I can grab out of a random pile of somebody's house. Look around right now. What trash do you see sitting around with the regular stuff? That is get out that trash bag and walk around and just pluck trash out randomly around the house. And you'll be amazed how quickly you fill up that trash bag. And it'll be like, oh, well, there's a whole bag of trash that can go out into the house immediately. And you don't have to think really hard about it. So it's a good place to start. Another one is other people's stuff. Is there anything in your space that belongs to someone else? Well, that's an easy grab. Put it in their room if they live with you. And if they live somewhere else, put it in a go bag and drop that stuff off to them. Immediately return it. Make it go away. If they have to make the decision on their end, fine, but it doesn't need to be in your house. So if it belongs to somebody else and they don't live with you anymore, it's time to deliver. Another one on that list is out of season stuff. And I'm thinking of clothes or equipment, both. You might want to try on some winter clothes right now to see if you'd even consider wearing it next season and then bag them for donation to be donated during the fall when the shops start putting out winter wear. Uh, usually um, places that are reselling or, or uh, like Goodwill is they're going to put out a bunch of winter stuff in the fall when people are going to want to be buying winter stuff to get ready for the winter. So um, you want to donate them ahead of the season that is going to use them. So trying on the winter clothes now and going, yeah, when winter comes around, I'm not wearing this sweater anymore. It looks awful. I think it's a good time to check that out and then bag them up and get them ready to go out at the end of the summer. Like it's August, right? So if you were to donate winter stuff in September, then it would be a perfect time for them to process them and go put them out for sale over the, over the fall and winter. And then do the reverse in the winter. In the winter, you want to try on the summer stuff and see if you'd wear it next summer and then bag it up for spring drop-off at the donation place. Um, do the equipment too. There's usually lots of, you know, particularly in winter, lots of scarves and hats, but in the summer, it's the bathing suits and the cover-ups and the beach towels and all that stuff that is very season specific. This is sort of trash adjacent, but another one on the list is shipping boxes. They breed where they land. So don't wait, flatten those as soon as they arrive and get them in recycling. And it really only takes three boxes to look junky. Like if you think of where the shipping boxes are in your house right now, if once there's three of them, it looks like a pile of mess already. So that's really just one day's delivery in some houses. So if you've been making piles of shipping boxes without handle them, handling them, processing them to recycling, now's the time. And I hear in the back of your head, you're saying, but that's a really good box. I'm like, yeah, 
it's always a really good box. That's why they use it. And more is coming tomorrow. <laughs> if you have a shipping box problem, it's because of how you consume and shop. Um, so any box that you get rid of today is going to be replaced by the stuff you bought that's coming tomorrow. So you're never going to be without boxes. And if you have to go and unflatten one and retape it closed to do something someday, woohoo, won't that be exciting? But you're going to have to do that one out of every thousand boxes that go through your house. So err on the side of caution and just flatten them and recycle them all as they come. You can fish it out of the recycling if you need to. Some people do this. So things that are stuck on the refrigerator door. Um, I imagine that I, in my head, I see my own refrigerator and I have one side wall that has information that I don't really want to look at. What's on the front is think a few things that are pretty, but people tend to put up like they got the photograph from the grandkid. And so my, you know, my niece and nephew are in their twenties now and there's pictures of them at two or three up on my dad's refrigerator. It's like, wow, we probably should cycle those out. Now those people are grownups. We probably want to, you know, put something new up. Um, there's always reminders of places, appointments. There's coupons that have long since passed. It's a great place to pause and pay attention to what's up there and thin it out. The schedule of trash pickup holidays from 2019. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, because you didn't uh, you didn't replace it with a new one 100%. There's always stuff up there you don't care about. I have an image in my head, Ed, of you at my kitchen in Robindale. The first time you came to the house and you stood there and stared at my kitchen uh, at the fridge. And I, and I guess you were just like checking out what was on it. <laughs> but you had this look on your face like, what is happening on this fridge? I remember it very clearly. I was judging you. <laughs> you were judging me 100%. You were totally doing that. <laughs> okay, so um, one other place you can thin out is um, specialty cookware. Uh, this is a kitchen-related thing for our cooks in the house. Uh, last year's popular kitchenware gift, those single purpose appliances or tools, event themes, caked molds and um, cake pans and cake molds that are, you know, here's Batman or here's the, you know, the Easter smiley bunny. face or the Barbie doll or the Easter bunny or whatever, right? Uh, arg, I have to say that. I have to say arg about all that stuff. Kitchen gear is the worst. It always looks useful because its purpose is useful. Like you, they make the kitchen gear to be useful, but if you don't use it, then it's just an anchor of stuff in your house. And so I know that you have way more in that kitchen than you're ever going to use. And you should just 100% be real with yourself. Yeah. I have a, um, a Easter themed cake mold, but the kids that I used to cook cakes for are now in their twenties. <laughs> I'm never going to do that again. And so it's something that there's always more hiding in the kitchen that can be let go of. And we just don't look at it because it's all in little cabinets. And some of those cabinets, you have to get on a ladder to get it, you know, you step ladder to get into them. And so, or you have to get on the floor and look down under in the back. And so it's a great place to thin the herd. And, and there's always stuff in there that you can let go of. It's frequently in an area of overlap too. Um, kitchen implements and gifts from other people. Yes. If you're if you're a if you're a busy and active cook, people will buy you stuff, not realizing that you already have something that serves that function better because you've been doing this a while. Right. And yeah. uh, and so you may have duplicates or redundant redundancies. Lots of redundancies. I'm going to guess. Right. I mean, it's the equivalent of somebody trying to buy beads for me as a gift. Like I've been doing beads for 35 years. Like I, I got it all in the room already. It's all in there. <laughs> like there's nothing that you can find that I don't already have some of. And so uh, it's for somebody that has a long-term hobby, trying to add into their hobby is like, yeah, you don't know nearly enough to help them with that hobby because they've been doing it way longer than you've even thought about it. So that's a great category for giving a gift card. Truly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where do they like to shop? Where am I, where am I going to buy beads and let somebody give me money to go do that? Like you, that's 
Perfect. If you can't decide what kitchen implement or gadget to give me, uh, a, a Williams Sonoma gift card will work just fine. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Because you are already an expert and you have all the tools that you like to work with. And so then it's like you're really getting into specialty stuff when it's when it's something that you're really good at then you're really getting into the expensive and specialty items. And so the stuff that the average person can find won't even be on the list because it's already in your kitchen. Right. <laughs> um, another one is a conference or event swag. I, <clears throat> I think that uh, they do it a little bit less now because it's a cost saving thing. But I know that when you go to conferences or events, there's always a giveaway bag. There's always stuff that they're handing out for free. And, we are we all like oh my god it's free yeah but you don't have to take it (laughs) they love to give it out but you don't have to take it home because you're going to take that bag home and sit that bag somewhere and never open it again you're not going to actually use any stuff that they gave you or you might use one out of the 10 things that they gave you or all of those um flyers that they included to try to sell you the stuff so that conference swag needs to go yeah, if it's not a if it's not a a notebook I can write in, I'm real I'm pretty much not interested in the conference stuff because it's always low quality low quality pens and yeah. cheap little plastic doodads and post-it notes and co- another coffee mug. There's always a coffee mug. Right. There's always something a water bottle, a coffee tote mug, bags. something a tote bag. Like, yeah, you you can just leave that stuff and not bring it home. It's funny because they used to give out um, sort of uh, event swags at the NAPO conference, but then they figured out how many of the organizers were like, yeah, we're not taking this stuff home. (laughs) So (laughs) they were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that because there's a bunch of organizers who already know not to take it home. (laughs) And so it was something they got rid of pretty quickly. (laughs) They can recognize clutter in its in in its, in its wild infancy. condition yeah <laughs> clutter in the wild <laughs> yeah clutter in the wild is a better description yeah that's great um another one that you can thin out um get started on greeting cards uh, ones that you've received from other people so ones that have already been written in and ones that you've stashed the blanks that you've stashed to send out um, i have found that People like to collect greeting cards, and then when the um, when the when it time comes to have to get a greeting card, they don't go to their collection; they go to the store and buy more. <laughs> so it might be a collection that you can thin out and make more manageable. If you don't have, if your nephew is uh, now, you know, I have a nephew who's in his mid twenties, so I don't need little baby nephew cards to give him for his birthday anymore that have you know, trucks on them or whatever. There's things that you age out. Like I don't, my mother's gone. And so I don't need mother's day cards anymore. There's things that, that don't apply to your life that you can let go. And so uh, thinning out the blanks and picking up the greeting cards that are from some time ago and opening them now and looking at them and going, yeah, that one says love Frank and Frank is in from my office and I don't work there anymore. Like you can throw out the love Frank um, birthday card that you got. Um, <clears throat> there's always ways to thin greeting cards that you've received down to ones that are really valuable. You know, on the day of your birthday, you don't want, it, it doesn't feel good to throw out all the birthday cards, right? But next year you can throw out most of last year's birthday cards and keep the ones that are really meaningful. And that is going to be a smaller portion of the whole population. Remote controls that have been superseded by universal remote control. You might want to put these away rather than purge them. I mean, all of the electronics usually come with their own remotes. But if you're using a universal remote, then they sort of don't aren't necessary. And so I, I would file them you know, you have a Ziploc with remotes in them. And writing on the outside, what this goes with the TV in the den, or this goes with the, you know, the DVD player, whatever, uh, make it obvious what they're for and, and then stash them instead of leaving them floating around the living room for no good reason. And there's probably remotes in your house for things that you have now given away. Like you had remotes and you forgot to put them together when you donated it or when it died and you didn't throw out at the same time. So 
Uh, looking for remotes for things that you don't actually have anymore is another thing to get rid of. Uh, like I said earlier, coffee or tea mugs or water bottles, those things that come from event swags, but also the things that people try to collect on vacation or they, they appear everywhere. There's a million ways that you intersect with coffee mugs, they give it out water bottles. Yeah, they're, yeah, like they're yeah, just, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. And so really how many of those do one or two people need? Like if you're in the house with yourself and a partner or even you and a couple of kids, like you don't need 400 million water bottles and coffee mugs. Like they take up so much space and it's just not worth it. So send them down to your favorites because you know you got favorites. Send them down to the favorites and anything that doesn't qualify as your favorite coffee mug or your favorite water bottle, out it goes. Another uh, good collection of thin is dead or questionable batteries. So if you believe some of the collection of batteries may still have some life, you can buy that little inexpensive battery tester. You just slap the batteries in and, and press to see what it registers on the little, the little needle will move to tell you whether there's actually some energy still left in them or not. And, and then you can throw them away. Cause I think people pull them out and throw them down on the counter or wherever, and then forget about them. And then you circle back a week later and you're like, what were these batteries for? Are these any good or not? And it's like, no, they're dead, but you don't remember that. And so then you throw them back in the collection. So get a little inexpensive tester, start testing those batteries and throwing them out. Another suggestion I have there is keep all fresh batteries in the original packaging to the extent that you can, even if you have to you know, slap a little tape on it to keep it shut after you've taken some out yeah. and put it in something that maybe... A Ziploc bag or mm. a, in your toolbox or something protected so they can't contact anything else. Um, but if you if you keep all the fresh ones in one place that says fresh batteries, then any other battery you ever find lying around, you could just assume you took it out of something. Right. That it's not because it's, it's not in a Ziploc container. It must be used, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good solution too. I see a hand up, but we're going to wait until a little later to take to take questions. Yeah. So thank you. We have a little more to cover. Right. Decorative pillows and cushions. I promise there are some in your house right now that you try, but you didn't like, or you've replaced them with a newer version. Once you replace what's off the couch or the off the bed, the previous versions become redundant. And you're not really ever going to circle back and use them again. <laughs> like the whole point of replacing them is because you got something you liked better. So um, yes, it's still a pillow and yes, it's still decorative, but it's not, it's not going to be used for that purpose in your house anymore. So those are a good thing to pass along, send them on to the next person. Maybe you need to wash them if you can, if you think that they're not uh, clean, but otherwise time to move along. Okay. Another one on the list, um, glasses with old prescriptions. I wear glasses too. I know what it's like to get rid of your glasses. It feels weird after you wear them on your face 24-7 uh, for, you know, uh, several years. And then getting rid of them is shocking. But you really only need one backup in case you lose the glasses. You need one backup to cover so that you can survive until you replace. But, you know, those 18 uh, eyeglasses that you've kept in the background, time to recycle those, man. And when you go to the, <clears throat> a lot of times when you go to the eye doctor, um, they might be collecting them there, but there's, uh, there's also ways to go online and basically mail them away. And what's the, um, what's the civic organization that collects them? The Lions Club. Oh, Lions Club. Yeah. There, I couldn't remember that for a second. The Lions Club usually collects them. So if you have a Lions Club around you, you can donate them there as well. Yeah. And if you just key in, uh, you know, search on um, Lions glasses donation or, uh, and and you'll find you can find their list of recycling centers from solutions, right? Yeah. Um, art and craft found materials that you've collected but never used. You crafty people share the wealth. If you have a lot of found objects, you can't use them all in the next five years. So give some to your crafty friends to use. They will appreciate them. And uh, you know some of your crafty friends may have as big of a collection as you are, and so you guys may collectively need to come up with a third solution to give them out to people that don't have craft supplies. Um, those found objects sure can be a project someday, but if you have way more than you can possibly realize in your lifetime, you're just leaving behind a pile of stuff that 
then somebody has to clear out for you. So send it off to be used by another artist instead of being thrown away by your um, descendants. Um, here's a nice tip before we get too far away from the battery discussion. Um, Jane says, my local hazardous waste place gives out little buckets for spent batteries. I oh. keep that in the garage. And when I'm dropping off other hazardous waste, take it to be emptied and they give it right back to me. It's oh, nice to cool. have that to put spent batteries in. So yeah, check if you check if your area has a hazardous waste collection facility, they might do something similar. That's cool. I like the idea of having a bucket to take. Again, it, it requires that when you take the batteries out of something that you go and put them in the bucket right away while you know they're dead batteries, but at least right, it's something, while they're in your right? Hand. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> um Another one on the list is um, start with manuals for tools or appliances that you no longer own, because why? What can they do for you now? So um, going through your manuals file folder and uh, digging out the, the manuals for stuff you don't own anymore is a way to make that fit better in the file cabinet. Pet supplies. There's always pet supplies, especially chewed up toys. I don't know about you, but we love to uh, give new toys to our pets and that pile just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and if you have dogs that like really chew on things then they're eating their way through the toys and so they chew a hole in something and then you don't feel like it's safe and it gets put pulled up thrown aside whatever once it's been uh, you know destroyed effectively uh, throw that away you, you always have more <laughs> there's always more toys for the pets oh and include any food or treats that they don't like if you've tried some flavors and, and they were a fail, don't just let it sit there and die on your countertop um, from old age. Uh, find somebody else with an animal that you can send those food and treats on to. Office supplies is a good one. Um, I just did this the other day to a client. Uh, there's always a pen cup that has a million pens in it. <laughs> and it's been eons since anybody emptied it. And half of them are dead. And there's stuff in the bottom of the cup that you've long since forgotten about. Little things that have been tossed into that cup. So go over to the pin cup and turn it out on the table and figure out what it is. Test all those pins and get rid of some of them. Um, office supplies in general are a great place to start. If you have a bunch of office supplies and you're never touching them and never using them, yeah, it's you might as well send them on. Like our, our life and office supplies is different now and we don't need as much as we used to. So time to let them go. Sheets and towels. I don't know what it is about sheets and towels. I guess it's like they always they always look useful, no matter even though you wouldn't use them because they're not the right color. They don't match. You don't you think they're too scratchy, whatever. Um, there's lots of beat up towels in people's linen closets right now that they're saving. They're saving the towels for when they might need them. Well, OK, so, yeah, you might need to clean up and have some cleanup towels, but you don't need thirty five you probably need three. So, and there's probably sheets that don't fit on any bed that you have right now. So going through and thinning that population, you don't need the sheets on your bed and six changes of bedding for every bed in your house. You really need a couple for each bed in your house, which might get you up to a maximum of six pieces or eight pieces. And then uh, anything beyond that is just extra storage that you're keeping up with. You don't need to have. I want to throw out uh, the line for expired pantries, uh, expired food in the pantry and the fridge. That's an easy one to work on and get started. There's always expired food. There's always dead, unidentified leftovers in the fridge. <laughs> There's always food that's been in the freezer too long. And so it's a great um, population of stuff to focus on to make some easy decisions make some headway, clear some space, and you'll feel like you got something accomplished because you can dig into the pantry and the fridge and the freezer and clear out space in all of them by going and dealing with old food. Um, toiletries and makeup is also on the list. If it's uh, unused, but it still looks the right color and it smells okay, then you can probably donate those excess toiletries and makeup to a shelter, but it needs to be uh, generally unused. Otherwise, you want to trash anything that's used discolored or odd smelling so um, at some point if it starts to change color or the smell starts to get off then whatever's happening in the bottle you don't want on your body it needs to go out 
<laughs> and so um, I'm going to circle back now to Christine's suggestion for er from earlier too. When in doubt, pick up what's on the floor. The piles on the floor get in the way of everything from walking to cleaning to reaching stuff that is, that needs that's already put away. So clear out what your feet can reach first. And that's always the, the best place to start, I think. Okay, let's talk about next week because we're running out of time here. Our one obvious way to avoid a clutter problem or to get control of the one you already have is to stop accumulating stuff in the first place. By paying careful attention to our collecting habits, we can shift our behavior to cut off the fire hose of new clutter. Next week, we'll suggest simple and subtle behavioral changes that will make a big difference in your clutter landscape. Join us next Tuesday, August 15th at noon U.S. Central Time for Stem the Tide, Tips to Prevent or Reduce Clutter at the Source. Why don't you give us the tittle? This week's tittle is called Harvest the Fallen Fruit. In answer to last week's survey about health and safety hazards, a majority of our respondents reported items piled or stacked on the floor of their home. This week's assignment then is to take action to address your floorage issue. <laughs> Pick a stack or a pile of stuff on the floor of your home or a portion of one pile. And if you have the time right now, process the contents of the stack, removing the trash and recyclable stuff, uh, routing useful items that you're ready to let go of to the donation box, uh, return items that have a designated storage space elsewhere in your home to their appropriate spots. And for items you wish to keep that don't have a rightful place, choose a storage place. And if you don't have time to process the entire stack right now, place it in a box or a bin or a bag, clearly label it with a rough list of contents in today's date, and set a date with yourself to go back and process that stack that you've now containerized. At least if it's off the floor and in a container, then you are more likely to see it as a project that needs to be handled to get it out of the container. And, you know, you can set an appointment to work on it. If you're one of our audience members who don't have any stuff stacked or piled on the floor, then you can browse the list of low-hanging fruit that we've discussed today um, and see where you, else you might pick up a quick decluttering win. And you can find that list on the show notes of our website tomorrow. I won't read you the whole list. So those are your choices. Work on the floor. If the floor, if you're one of those people that reported a problem, and if not, you can peruse the list and find something else to try and let us know how it goes. Come back and tell us about it. All right. If you're watching this on YouTube, we would love for you to join us live. To get notifications about upcoming events, we invite you to join the meetup group by visiting cfhou.com slash meetup. You can also follow us on Facebook by visiting cfhou.com slash Facebook or join our mailing list by visiting cfhou.com slash subscribe. <clears throat> we love to hear from you. So please keep your comments, questions, and topic suggestions coming on YouTube, Facebook, or anywhere that you find us. You can always reach us through our website at clutterfairhouston.com. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. I hope that we've given you some things to get started with, and we look forward to hearing you tell us about it next week. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.